is good. <clears throat> My voice is about gone. I've shouted this morning, tonight, preached this morning. But whatever I have left, I give it unto the Lord. And I do feel like I have something to share. I pray it will be an edify, it will edify, be an edification to the body of Christ tonight. Brother Blackwood was somewhat instrumental in the develop, development of this message based on a story that he shared with me, and he knows in a few minutes he'll know exactly where we're going. So I would like to go, if, you, if you'd like to turn your Bibles, or you can read on the screen either way, to the Word of the Lord tonight. Uh, I know you, you, most of you came uh, to see... Brother Nate baptized, and so I, I don't want to preach a long time because <clears throat> I want God to have his will and his way. Amen. And I just want to impart, amen, an encouraging word for somebody in this place tonight. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. For... The perfecting, it's already been mentioned tonight, <clears throat> for the perfecting or the completion of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come, everybody say we all come, in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they, they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things which is the head, even Christ from whom the whole body <clears throat> fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part. Every piece, meros is the word there, every piece, every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. I need the Lord to help me tonight. <clears throat> we need the Lord to help us tonight. To understand our place in the kingdom. So if the Lord would help me tonight, I'd like to preach... On this thought, pieces to the puzzle. Pieces to the puzzle. Amen. Would you help me pray and ask the Lord to talk to us for the next few minutes in this place? God, I'll give you glory and praise. God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would anoint my heart, my mind, my soul. Let me preach unto the youngster of the Holy Ghost. Speak to me and through me. God, give us all ears to hear what thus saith the word of the Lord. 
God, I pray this would edify and lift up and build and establish every saint of God in this house tonight. I give you glory. I give you praise. I give you honor. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. In Jesus' name. As you're seated tonight, would you give the Lord another hand clap of thanksgiving one more time? Somebody shout amen. amen. Uh, Brother Blackwood shared a, a story with me earlier about him witnessing two elderly ladies working on a puzzle. These two ladies were working on a puzzle and there were pieces everywhere, all shapes, all sizes. Some were upside down, kind of sounds like people, doesn't it? Some of the pieces were seemingly more uh, significant pieces as they were specific landmarks to the picture. There was a horse, there was a, the eye of a horse, a building, trees and flowers. And there were pieces that, that had the, all of these colors and exemplified that part that they were consisting of or making up in the overall picture of the puzzle. And he also noticed that some of the pieces were of the sky and that the piece had no uh, real attribute that really made it stand out because it was just simply an all blue piece. Typically when we do puzzles, that this, we do the sky last for that reason. Any puzzle solvers in the house tonight? I think the best time to do a puzzle is when it's cold outside. I don't do too many during the summer. Nothing like getting some hot chocolate and popping some popcorn and sitting around the table with good old fellowship and putting a puzzle together. Amen. I like good old Charles Wysocki. Some of you don't even know who that is. Young people, look it up. Charles Wysocki has the best puzzles, I'm just saying. Anybody even know who that is? Mom, you don't count. You're the one that taught me. Come on. Anybody else besides my mom know who Charles? Aunt Eleanor, thank you. Okay. Brother Blackwood said that he noticed that they were, there were pieces of the sky that were blue and they didn't have really any, they didn't stand out per se, but each one of them had its own shape and size and each one of them had its own special place where it fit within the puzzle. You see, in a puzzle, every piece is just as significant as any other piece. Some pieces have straight edges. Some pieces have more color than other pieces. Some pieces have uh, other <clears throat> different turns and shapes and sizes. And that's kind of like the house of God. Every one of us is unique unto ourselves. The church is made up of many pieces. We are many members, part of one body. We have different colors. We have different race, different ethnic groups, people that speak different languages, people that have different backgrounds, but we're all part of the same church. It's the church of Jesus Christ. And every piece, he said, had its own shape. Can I submit to you tonight, the church is the perfect place for imperfect pieces. <laughs> people that come with different shapes and different sizes and different languages and imperfect imperfections and there some many, some of us are rough around the edges 
Some pieces are goofier looking than others. But every piece equally important in contributing to the overall picture. And the church is put together with people who are unique and special in their own way. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 5. You also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect and precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Every one of us is a lively stone that is built up as part of the church, his church, a spiritual house. I'm preaching about a puzzle called the church. And every one of you is a significant piece, an important part, a special. Don't you dare listen to the lie of the enemy or the devil. Say, you are not special. You're not unique. You have no meaning. You have just as an important part to the church as any other piece to the puzzle. Praise God. And in the, in the text, verse number 16, from whom the whole body fitly joined together. That word fitly joined, synarmologio, is, is simply means to be fitly framed, to be put together. He said it to be joined together and compacted. Some bibazio or bibazo, to be knit together, to be driven together, to be united together. You're going to fit in this thing called the church. You're going to have to fit in. You're going to be driven together. As a carpenter builds the house, he drives the nails to fasten. You are compacted. It's because of the blood of Jesus Christ, the nails that, he sh that, that went through his hands and his feet at Calvary, that, made it me, that gave me an opportunity to be driven, to be part of this thing called the church. Amen. Went on to say, by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part or every piece, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. We talked about sanctified, sanctification, the sanctity of life this morning. But every one of us has a plan and a purpose. God has a plan and a purpose for us. He has a use for every piece of the pie. For every piece of the puzzle, God has a plan and a purpose. Can I talk to the church for a little while tonight? God has a plan and a purpose for your life, for your ministry. And it's to edify the kingdom of God. He has a plan that's bigger than this little piece. He it, God's kingdom is much greater than this piece. His, his kingdom is much greater than the apostolic rock church. We're just part of something much greater, much bigger, much more powerful. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. You know the chief cornerstone. The cornerstone is the first stone that set everything about the building draws its reference to the chief cornerstone. 
When we put a puzzle together, we typically go for the edges first. Somebody gives you, because we want, we want to know how big this picture is going to be. We want, we want to know how big this thing can grow. I want to tell you, I don't know that the kingdom of God has any edges. Simply because this thing can be as big and powerful. You can't confine my God to a box. And you can't confide the church into a box either. I'm thankful I've been raised in Pentecost. I'm thankful I've been raised apostolic. I'm not perfect. Far from it. I'm thankful that I've been raised. And sometimes we get this in our mindset. Hey, this is how things ought to be done. I'm telling you, we don't ever want to put God in a box at the Apostolic Rock Church. Program can go right out the window. We just want God to move and have his will and have his way. It's all right when God just takes over a service. Hallelujah. We, we put our little puzzle together. We always go for the edges first. And then, then we look for the, 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 the landmark. And the Charles Wysockies, there's usually kind of this, it's kind of an old nostalgic, kind of a Norman Rockwell kind of look. They don't even know who that is. Man, I'm trying to give them a reference they can relate to. They don't even know who Norman Rockwell was. Has that look. And there's like the old buildings in this farmhouse and stuff. And so I, I typically like to go for that next. Let's do the edges, and we're going to do the big picture, the, 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 the barn or the house or you know, the horse and the carriage. Because those pieces are easier to find. Sometimes the church acts that. We want to go to the pieces that are easier to find. But at some point, you've got to find the one. My Bible tells me God can save people from afar off. It's already been said. He can reach into a prison somewhere and say, hey, they're far off, but I'm going to pull them out and put them in my church. They don't look like all the other pieces. That's all right. They got a place in the puzzle too. Ephesians 2 says we're built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone whom all the building, and he says this time, fitly framed together groweth into a holy temple in the Lord. And every carpenter knows you've got to use some nails from time to time to do some framing. There's rough framing and then there's finished work. A lot of times churches want to get to the finished work before they ever get to the framing. There's people that come in off the streets. They're a little rough around the edges. That's all right. We're rough framing right now. Let's, let's just get some nails in them. Let's just get the blood of Jesus on them. Don't try to clean them up. Let God clean them up. Oh, I... We're just trying to do some rough framing here. We're just trying to get some structure now. We'll do some finished work later. That guy right over there is a carpenter. He can do, man, he can just build, he can build anything. He got it from his dad. They can just put together anything. They make things work. I don't know how they do it. They just, they can build it. They can frame it. But I, if, if I remember right, Brother Cavanaugh likes to do the finished carpentry better than the rough. Sometimes it's, it's a little bit nicer and cleaner to do the finish. But you got to get, you, sometimes you just got to get your hands dirty. And there's some rough things that have to be taken care of. 
Well, hallelujah. Romans 5 and 8, but God commendeth his love toward us. Some of us were rough around the edges too. And that while we were yet sinners, while I was yet a sinner, let me personalize it, while I was lost, when I was lost, Christ died for me. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled we shall be saved by his life. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood. Thank you for the cross. That a carpenter chose some wood and some nails to start some rough framing at a place called Calvary, at a place called Golgotha, where he said, I'm going to build a church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Praise God. See, God is great at putting pieces of the puzzle together. Then it just never ceases to kind of amaze me how God can bring this one from this walk and this one from this past and this one over here and people can work together. Did you catch that? And people can work together for His purpose and His glory. Red, yellow, black, white, pink, polka dot, they just all come together. They're all, the blood of Jesus just washes and knits us all together and puts us all together. And Can I, can I just say this for a second? I guess so. I got the mic, and I'm the pastor tonight at least, so they haven't voted me out yet. No, I, I guess I can. I don't know that I'd want the whole kingdom to look just like me. That'd be one ugly kingdom. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm thankful that the kingdom of God doesn't have only my ability. That would be pretty lame. Some people don't know me. I'm pretty transparent if you haven't figured that out. I'm, I try to be real. That's all right. And, and, and if the truth be told, if you, if you live for God very long, you're probably thankful not everybody has the same talent. I can't play the organ like Brother Bryson can play the organ. I, I can't play the keyboard like Sister Mullins can play the keyboard. The older I get, I can't even play the drums like Alyssa can play the drums anymore. And I'm okay with that. I like to outreach, but I may, I may not be the greatest outreach. I like to give a Bible study, but there's others that can do a probably better job than I can ever do on a Bible study. But I'm going to do my part. I'm going to do what I can. It's all for His glory anyhow. And God has this innate ability to bring people from all walks of life, all backgrounds, to bring people together in one mind, in one accord, in a spirit of unity that are knit together, compacted, fitly framed, fitly joined for His glory. Matter of fact, Psalms 127, the psalmist said, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. When God puts somebody in the house of God, He puts a piece in the puzzle. Amen. That's exactly where He designed it to go. You say, well, that piece is imperfect. Yeah, but that's the perfect place for an imperfect person. Well, I guess in ministry, don't you have to be perfect? Well, we wouldn't have anybody in ministry if that was the case. It's all right. 
starting to feel more like Wednesday night than Sunday night, but I, I'm still in the Word. 2 Corinthians 5, For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. We are part of something that is eternal, not just temporal. Kingdom of God is forever. His word is forever settled, and so is the church. Hebrews 9.11 says, For, But Christ being come a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by His own blood He entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Jesus built the church with His two heavenly hands and His feet when He shed the blood, His blood at Calvary. And it reaches to whosoever will. We know, we talked about it this morning, it's not the will of God that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God wants everybody to be saved, but not everybody wants to be saved. He wants everybody to go to heaven, but not everybody lives a life to go to, to, go to heaven. Hello? God is looking for any peace that He can to put into the puzzle. Because He's great at putting pieces together. Praise God. I said he's great at putting puzzles together. Not only can he put pieces together and make a church, but he can put pieces together in your life. He can take a heart, a life that's broken, and he can put it together. You see, oh man. We, we get to kind of cheat when we, when we buy a puzzle. Because they usually put the picture on the box. Matter of fact, lately, the last several puzzles that we have done, not only is there a picture on the box, but inside there is a, a paper that unfolds, and it's even bigger, which I appreciate as I get older. I can see more detail because the picture's bigger. You young people, don't laugh. my early 40s, my hands started getting short, it seemed like. Now, 49 going on 50, these are amazing. <laughs> so we got this picture in the box. And we start putting the pieces together. Because we can see how everything's supposed to go. I'll fix this crazy we, we get to see the end result. Because we got the picture on the box. But living for God, you don't always get to see the picture. Pastor doesn't always get to see the big picture. I have to trust God to place me and use me. Even when I can't see the big picture. Even when I... Oh, he didn't even say, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lead not to thine own understanding. But in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Can I just talk to somebody, whoever this is? You just keep on trusting God. God's putting the pieces together. He knows exactly how to do it. He's been doing it a long time. And he knows the end from the beginning. Everything is going to be all right. You just keep on trusting. Just have faith. Let God put the pieces together like He wants to put them together. 
my dad worked, he taught auto shop at East Bakersfield High School when I was a kid. And I remember there were times I'd get to go hang out with dad from time to time in the summertime or other times when he'd just go hang out in the shop and, and, and there was all kinds of cars in there and car parts and stuff, tools everywhere. And, and everyone, I liked to get a little dirty and, and greasy and, and he'd have a, like a carburetor, a four barrel quadrajet, something like that sitting around. And I'd be like, hey, that's cool. And I'd try to take it apart and then I'd try to put it together. But here was the problem. When I put it together, I always had extra pieces. I'm not like Brother Monks, you know, or Brother Allspaw. I can just take a look at an engine, and they just, I mean, they just dream about putting engines together, I think. I had extra pieces left over. I knew what I, ha- I started with, and then what? I wonder if it'll wor- work or run now. God has a way of taking us who were incomplete to start with. And he can fill in the missing. Have you ever put a puzzle together and there was some missing pieces? That's why I don't buy puzzles at yard sales anymore. I have been broken from that habit. Are all the pieces in the box? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh-huh. They probably lie. Give him a quarter, a dollar, whatever for the puzzle. You spend an hour trying to put it together and you can only come to find out there's three missing pieces. And you're looking under the table. Do you know what we do? When there's missing pieces, we fold it up, put all the pieces, throw them in the box, and we throw it away. God never does that to the church. Some of us didn't have it together when, we, when he found us. I'm thankful he didn't discard me and throw me in the trash. Matter of fact, there's a lot of guests here tonight. Just enjoy the next 30 seconds. I'm, talk, I'm pastoring to our people, okay? I have found it's a whole lot easier to tear a puzzle apart than it is to put it together. We can tear things apart so quickly. It's, I told you I'm transparent, I'm real. When we put together a puzzle, we take so much time, I sit there and you just stare at it and look at it. I'm the, here's, confession's good for the soul. I'm the guy that says, can we just let it sit out all week long? I just want to look at it. Isn't it beautiful? Look what we did, we put it together. It was so much fun. Can we enjoy it? But there are some in my own family that have right after we put it together. What are you doing? We've been working on this all week long in our spare time. Sister Alyssa. Does 
Probably because of what she's doing. I'm not doing that. I wonder if God does that kind of reaction when he's trying to build somebody up in the kingdom of God and somebody comes by and, and tries to tear it apart and tear him down. Like, what are you doing? Hey, I got a use for that piece. I've got a purpose for that piece. It's for the perfecting in our text or the completion of the saints. You don't know, like that guy came out of this background and has this, but you don't know that guy's going to be able to help somebody else to be a part of the... And then that one... And then that one... Let's not tear down what God is trying to build up. God has a doctorate degree, if you will, in putting the broken pieces together. I've used this before. Our church has probably heard, if you remember, if you were here at the service, I've used this once or twice, but I've used the nursery rhyme. I like it because I got a good message out of it. Humpty Dumpty set on a wall. <laughs> Y'all ever heard of Humpty Dumpty? Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. But I wrote a second verse. Humpty Dumpty was broken on stone. Humpty Dumpty was brought to the throne. And in the king's care and in the king's hands, Humpty was put back together again. Yeah, the, what the king's horses, horsemen couldn't do, the king could do. What others couldn't do, my king did for me. What psychiatrists and psychologists and some counselors couldn't do for you, Jesus Christ can do it. He's a master at putting the pieces together for you and for me. Oh, somebody give him praise. I have pages of notes, but I'm going to try to start bringing this to a close. I have pages of notes. I was going to get into Brother Nate and talk about baptism and how, you, how to be part of the puzzle, how to be part of the kingdom of God. You've got to repent. You've got to be baptized in Jesus' name, and you must be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. We still believe that. There's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Except a man be born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. All that good stuff. But you already know that, so... Can I skip through a little bit? I just want to emphasize this as I try to quickly come to a close. Musicians, come. We all have to understand that we are part of a church, his church, not my church. Some of you are here tonight, your guests, and I know you come from different churches. I mean, there's only one church. It's not mine. It's his. We're all part of the same church. There's sometimes, Brother Chavez, I just met you for the first time tonight, but you're a brother. We're part of the same family. This is my brother right here, and I just met him. Hey, that's kind of cool. 
It's like I lived my whole life, almost 50, going 49, going on 50, and I got a brother I didn't even know I had. And I got a sister I didn't even know I had. And I got family members I didn't even know I had. Mi familia. We need to understand we are a part of something much bigger. We're going to do this. I'm going to do it. I can get off my loot. How many got a link? Ninja Treat, I give out these links. That's beautiful. Am I supposed to sing to that? No. At Ninja Treat, I give out these links to the men that go. I hear people clicking them right now. How many got a link? It's to remind us that we are part of something much greater than ourselves. I may be just one link, but I'm, when I'm linked together with the brethren, when I'm linked together with the body of Christ, we make up a much more beautiful picture. And I guess my point tonight to this whole message is you need to understand, we need to be reminded. We all have a part in the church. We all are as significant as any other piece to the puzzle. But it's not just about my individual piece. It's about how us can be, how we can be fitly framed and work together for a much bigger purpose. It's the big picture. You see, he sees the big picture. We don't always see it. I know I'm part of something I've got a brother I never knew I had. That's cool. Did you know God knew a long time ago? Matter of fact, he knew about Brother Chavez and about Brother Michael Mullings before we were even formed. While we were yet in the mother's he knew us. Oh man. Matter of fact, 2,000 years ago, he went to the cross. Why? Because you were on his mind. He had a big picture, a much bigger picture. But it's so easy sometimes for me to see. I just fit right here and I feel like this. this and he's like, you, you're, you're a small. But if you could just see like I can see, you might be the piece that's going to bring all these other pieces together. God, I pray that we could see like you see. God, I pray you would give us just a glimpse of the bigger picture. God, a greater harvest. Souls that are, souls that are going to come in and add to this beautiful thing called the church. See, we are joined together for a greater purpose. I wrote a letter of recommendation this week. The church, for, as perspective as a pastor, I write them also from, you know, as a principal of school, but I, I write them, wrote this one as the pastor. I always sign it, first the kingdom. It's all about his kingdom, his vision, his purpose. It's not about me, it's about him. We have to understand that God, <laughs> he knows the end from the beginning. He sees what we cannot see. Let's stand together.
But even as God sees the whole picture, the Bible tells me that He knows me by name. The Bible tells me that even though I'm one small piece of a huge puzzle that's worldwide, He knows the very number of hairs on our head. He knows everything about your peace. looking for the missing piece to the puzzle. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed, I wonder tonight if there's anyone that feels like you're the missing piece. I wonder if you feel like you're the missing piece, that you're the piece that God has been looking for to complete the work that He has for you in your life, maybe your family. Say, but I have, I have imperfections. I'm rough around the edges. I, I'm not. I'm telling you, God has a perfect place for imperfect people. You fit in the kingdom of God. But I don't look like. I don't talk like. I don't act like. You don't know my background. You know where God pulled me from. You fit in the kingdom of God. And you are just as important of a piece as any other piece to the puzzle. You might be the missing piece. You might be the missing ingredient for revival in your church. You might be the missing piece to outreach the reach at the loss. And so I just, no one looking around, I just want to give somebody an opportunity. If you feel like there's something missing, and maybe it's you're the missing piece. You feel a call of God on your life. You feel like there's something greater. There's something. You just want to say, God, use me however you want to use me. Let me fit where you want me to fit. God, I just want to be a part of a bigger picture. I just want to be an edification to the body of Christ. I just want to be a part. I just want to fit in. You know, there's a desire in every heart in this world. Everybody tries to fit in. People say they want to be different, and then they go out and buy clothes at the store to fit in like everybody else. The only place I want to fit in is in the kingdom of God. This is the only place I want to fit. I want to fit where God wants me to fit. I don't want to look like the world. I don't fit there. I fit in the house of God. Young people, you don't fit in the you don't fit out there, but you do fit in the house. You do fit in the kingdom. But will you allow God to take his hands on you and take your peace and place it where he wants to place you in the kingdom? Until you allow the hands of God to place you where He wants to place you, there's an emptiness, there's a, there's a void in the... The reason He gave the five-fold ministry for the perfecting or for the completion preached word tonight is simply to come forth with this purpose. It's to place you where you need to be placed. To make us vessels of honor that God could use. And so any, I, I want to just really quickly open these altars tonight to anyone that feels a call of God in their life to be part of the bigger picture. Maybe it's a, some kind of ministry. Maybe it's youth ministry. Maybe it's a singing ministry. I don't know what it is. What, outreach. Maybe it's just your relationship with the Lord. You just need to work on that. But will you allow Him to take you and place you in His kingdom?
These altars are open if anybody wants to come and pray. Say, God, you can use me. I want you to use me. Not my will, but thy will be done. Place me wherever you want to place me. Use me however you want to use me. I just want to be part of your kingdom. I want to put your kingdom first. God, I can't see things like you see them all the time. and I don't have the, the big picture in mind, but God, I know you do, and so I'm going to trust you to place me and use me however you want to. Use me however you want to use me. Place me wherever you want to place me. In the name of the Lord.